0: You got some java going there. Knock back some java. I got a cup of chai. Chai.
1: Mm, tea. Some chai, chai tea. Chai means tea. Yeah. You know. Chai, no. Did you just say chai tea? Chai tea. Oh, my God. You just said chai tea. Oh, my God. This is so great. It's like when people say ATM machine.
0: I've been oh. noticing a lot of negative feedback about the podcast. Oh, okay. Uh on like our Spotify, our like SoundCloud page. Recently, well, someone will get mad at my tweets, right, mm. and then they'll go to the SoundCloud link and leave a bad review of the podcast. Yeah, and you know, you hear the word, you hear the phrase, "the worst podcast I've ever heard." <laughs> right, so I, I like. Start listening to other podcasts, like, maybe that's true. Like, maybe other every other podcast is better. Maybe
1: this is the worst
0: one. It's just, it's simply not true. Like, if you, <laughs> if you, like, go through iTunes, right, mm-hmm. and you find, like, every podcast about the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And then you pick out, like, the lowest-rated podcast about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's probably not the worst one.
0: Well, yeah. I'm just saying if you use that method, you're going to find one that's worse than this show. It's just like one guy. Like A lot of these shows are one guy, right? Okay. One guy podcast.
1: So you're saying that we're better than the worst Dallas Cowboys podcast?
0: I guarantee it. I was in an Uber yesterday. The driver was playing... Larry the Cable Guy's podcast. Larry the Cable Guy has a podcast.
1: Oh, my God. How many stars did this Uber driver have?
0: <laughs> Bro. Bro, he was like, uh, do they do 10 on Uber? It's five stars, right?
1: Five it's five stars, yeah.
0: He was 4.7 at least, I think. Because wow. I, I thought about that when I like sat down in the Uber. Yeah. yeah. And he also seemed like a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. He was... I'll put it out there. This guy was black, by the way. (laughs) Like, I didn't realize a black person would ever listen to Larry the Cable Guy's. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Larry the Cable Guy just seems like someone who cultivated a white audience, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, white-based humor. But, like, you know...
1: You're saying black people don't like to get her done?
0: (laughs) I just think conceptually... People like the whole caricature Larry the Cabled Guy did, you know? This character was a character that white people find funny.
1: Yeah, it's like the white version of Tyler Perry or something.
0: You mean like Medea? Yeah, he's You're like the white. Larry Madea. the Cabled Guy is like the white Medea?
1: That's exactly what I'm saying.
0: Medea's pretty funny.
1: Okay. But you know, it's not like your go-to as a white person. You're not like <laughs> put on some Medea. Right?
0: Medea has like one one bit that's like just en- endlessly funny. Mm-hmm. Where like Medea will say something with like a T where it shouldn't be. I and my understanding is that like she thinks that's like classier or something. Mm. So she'll say like "Good afternoon." Good afternoon. <laughs> now that's funny. But anyway, I was listening to Larry the Cable Guy's podcast, and I guarantee, you, man, <laughs> that's worse. Like if it was a best of too, like it was a best of episode, I
1: wow, could see okay. that
0: on the uh, you know. That's as good
1: as it gets. Yeah. Uh,
0: and he was interviewing uh, that fucking guy who used to do cranky anchors and stuff.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: God, what's his name? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, And so much of the show was just like Larry, the cable guy. Like he's not, he's not in character. First of all.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He actually has a British accent, right?
0: (laughs) He's just some dude. He just sounds like a drunk dude.
1: He's like a Shakespearean trained actor. Is he? No, but <laughs>
0: I don't know. I thought it
1: could be like a. But he doesn't. Yeah.
0: He doesn't do the podcasting character. And then there's like, there's like some token woman, you know, who can like mm-hmm. know things. Yeah. That's a big big trend in our current media. Like, have you ever watched these sports shows that are on right now? No. You're not a big sports guy.
1: I'm not. You just don't get it. I don't get it. I feel like I'm on the bench when I watch sports.
0: That's what you feel? Because you want to be playing?
1: Yeah, I'm like just watching these other dudes play. I don't know. Uh-huh. doesn't seem cool at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean... Give me some
1: pom-poms. At least I can do something. You know?
0: I mean... My <laughs> 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 <But> like... <laughs> You understand it conceptually why people like it, right?
1: Why people like sports? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like porn, right? Like you're imagining that's you scoring those touchdowns. You think? I I mean, I well, I don't know. Well, it's like okay, like uh, like seriously, why do people like sports? It's yeah. like I think it's like it's a habit, and people like habits. Um, it's a ritual. It, it, yeah, it's a ritual. There's a sense uh, of
0: community and belonging.
1: There's like a parasocial relationship with the athlete where you learn about them, you get interested in them, you get to see them progress and you well, know, improve their jump shot or whatever.
0: I mean, I think at a certain level, you know, there's the aesthetic level, right? So you're seeing something, you're seeing people do something really well.
1: That's true. I mean, like watching basketball, it is kind of beautiful, right?
0: And so you're seeing, like, people be graceful and skilled in ways that you could never be. And it's amazing in terms of just that. Like, it's like watching ballet or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially if you see it live. It just hits you. The other thing, though, is, like, there's, like, stakes involved for the people, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So you're seeing yeah. a
0: human drama. of That's true their lives being changed by a really minute level of performance between them. Right. Um, And
1: people like they, they bring the stakes home right to themselves by having like an office rivalry about it. Now you got to wear a
0: dress because they lost or whatever.
1: Right. (laughs) Right.
0: For me, it's almost always a matter of just appreciating the craft of it. But anyway, if you watch like sports shows these days, it's devolved to a level where it's like two old men yelling at each other, right? Okay. That's what like 80% of sports coverage is now. It's just like two old men at a desk and they're yelling at each other. Very often they they are yelling at each other about every sport, right? When the only one they know anything about is football. But like they ha- they're forced by the metrics to argue with each other and yell at each other and rant and rave. And they don't know shit, right? Mm-hmm. And there's always like a woman in between them, right? Okay. Just about as gorgeous as it gets. Yeah. Really obviously has like a 140 IQ, right? Mm-hmm. Like very professional. And also like knows things. Right. Because you need to have someone at the desk who knows things. <laughs> so they don't get in like an eight minute argument about like a retired player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it creates this weird, like um, sexist dynamic, right. Where the men just keep getting older and dumber and the women have to get more attractive and young and professional and smarter.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like the standard that they're held to is so high because we couldn't have a show with like a dumb woman. Yeah. There can't be like a dumb woman ranting and raving about her dumb sports opinions because then people would get like upset, like viscerally, right? Right. Get that fucking bitch off the screen, right? Yeah. But if it's a dumb asshole raving, like, and raving, oh, it up. yeah. This is like one of my friends.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that guy. But anyway, Larry the Cable guy has one of those, right? Yeah. Uh, So she's there to, like, you know, correct him and tell him that, you know, like, you know, Ukrainians aren't part chimpanzee or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, um, so much of the show is just him, like, talking about dumb shit that he cares about. Right. So this comedian they had on the show they go off on like a five minute tangent about this one club owner in Los Angeles they know and how Mm -hmm. she's a big fan of the Rolling Stones and has been to like multiple Rolling Stones concerts. Yeah. And like, this is the best of episode. We don't do that to you, right? Like John and I don't talk to like, talk about some mutual person we know and like things they've done. (laughs) We try to stay topical and tell you guys things and help you learn Right? That's true.
1: Yeah, yeah. We make an honest effort. and But also, um, I mean, we don't put a lot of effort into this, though. I mean, honestly, do we?
0: <laughs> I mean, relatively.
1: Relatively? Relatively. I mean, we kind of just show up and record it. And editing is kind of minimal. Preparation is usually non-existent. We're, I don't know if we should be graded on a curve for that or if I'm we I'm just should, saying you know, we're
0: not the worst.
1: We're definitely not the worst.
0: We're not even
1: the we're worst probably. political
0: podcast.
1: No. Right. And, you know, I think like morally and intellectually, probably one of the best.
0: Morally and intellectually, we're off the charts. Like if that's what you care about,
1: right? Yeah. If what you care about is, is is being right and good, then you've come to the right place. Yeah,
0: click the link and uh, subscribe and uh, donate to the Patreon, right? If you're morally correct.
1: Absolutely. On this topic of us being right and correct and good, um, I was noticing, uh, you saw that thing from The Onion where they were like, um, uh, you know, liberals waiting to jack off to Trump mugshot? Yeah. And I was struck going through the comments by how many people were like, you know, Bernie Lost, get over it. <laughs> and um, yeah, like cry more and, and like shit like that. And it didn't used to be like that. Right. Like you used to see some dumb shit like that. Or, you know, I don't know, like people calling for like prison abolition or I don't know, um, just like random dumb leftist ideas you would see posted on Twitter. And it was either kind of like agreement or just like nothing, you know, like not much engagement or response. Well, and that's changed. I'm not saying that. You would say
0: those things and then you get dogpiled. Right. But um, yeah, you know, I've been thinking lately about how long ago 2016 was and how it's like, Really crazy to still build your political ethos around seven years ago. Yeah. Like, seven years is a real stretch of time. Like, yeah,
1: like don't you remember happens.
0: when you were like a teenager, right? And Ronald Reagan seemed like ancient fucking history. Yeah. Like, that was like four years ago, dude. <laughs> right? Like, the, you know, seven years is such a long time in politics. And to still be hung up on this idea that liberals, uh, all of these fucking liberals, they hate Trump so much, you know, um, it's cringe or whatever. Like, um, you know, things have changed and, um,
1: I think that's a long period of time to be devoted to Marxism.
0: (laughs) You know, (laughs) that too, right? Like.
1: I think devotion to Marxism should last, like, you know, two to three semesters in most people. And then you should kind of move on.
0: But I think if you're on, like, Twitter or whatever the fuck has happened to The Onion, right, um, like, you have sort of chosen this as your vocation. But it is funny, you know, uh, lately people have been, like, in my replies talking about how um, – some of like the most hardcore Bernie people um, have just sort of retired from posting online. Mm-hmm. Something about 2020, there's no like acknowledgement that they were wrong about anything or certainly no pivot to liking Biden, but a pivot to just like not posting.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, people get discouraged, right? Like you can only lose for so much before you're like you know <laughs> you do
0: something else with your life, right? It, they'd be so much happier if they just were like, oh, it turned out Biden was way better than we thought. You think so? You don't think that would make them happier?
1: Um, I mean I guess, yeah, like well, like in the short term that would make them miserable, right? Because <laughs> there's like the cognitive dissonance of like admitting that. But Um yeah, like if they could if they could do some sort of like mental switch where they're like, hey, wait a minute, this is actually good. And then start being happy about it, like yeah, like I guess that would make them happier, but that's kind of a 180 range. It's
0: what Republicans do even when the president sucks, right? How so? So like the anti Trump people
1: Mm -hmm.
0: by like 2018 were just all in.
1: The, the never-Trumpers?
0: I mean, other than, like, the Lincoln Project types, right? Right. The National Review types and the, uh, you know, what have you, that certain class of Republican yeah. who was not actually a fan of Trump, they they pivoted to being like, oh, like, look at all these policy successes, right? You know, right. He, he got rid of abortion and his Supreme Court appointments, right? Things like that. Um, and then- right it was really January 6th where those people were lost again Hmm. and became DeSantis fans. Uh, But Republicans in general are really good at like pivoting to whoever the next president is and loving and idolizing the next president. Whereas the democratic coalition is filled with all these people who like can't do that. They're constitutionally incapable of liking the president. Right. Um, And like I accept that these people are part of the coalition. I like our coalition, right? Like I like all the different disparate elements of the democratic coalition. Um, I'm just saying to them, you would be a lot happier if you could look at, Joe Biden doing things that you've wanted a president to do for a long time? And me like, good, great. Thank you.
1: Hmm. Is that argument effective though? Because do people choose their beliefs based on what they think is going to make them happy? Like, would that argument be effective for you? If I was like, Matt, you'd be a lot happier if you just... You know. Well, here's the argument,
0: right? It's like, if you said to me, Matt, this is something you've wanted to happen for a long time and now someone is now it's doing happening. it. Mm-hmm. You should separate the human being from what is being done and who is doing it,
1: you know? And the results that they're getting,
0: yeah. And you know, I can't say in a vacuum how I respond to that because in general I like to think that way.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: Right? So mm-hmm. when Trump You know, chose to sign the Cares Act. I knew that it might help him get reelected, but I was was still
1: was that the checks.
0: Well, I mean, the Cares Act was a lot of things: child tax credit. You know, that thing was loaded for bear. Okay. Um, But when he signed that, I was still happy he did it. Right. Yeah. 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 And I didn't pivot to like saying the CARES Act sucks. I think the CARES Act is sort of a good litmus test for whether people take things seriously. Hmm.
1: I was happy when you bombed Syria. I thought that was cool. Well, that was good. It was based, got away with it. I thought it was funny. There was no escalation.
0: I thought it was funny.
1: It was, it was, it was. It was definitely better than not doing anything. My immediate like, just response based on the was factual. to like,
0: see all the people who like were crying. Yeah. Like lots of people were crying because they thought that meant a war. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my primary memory of it. But when the CARES Act was passed, you know, why did the CARES Act get passed? It got passed primarily because of Senator Michael Bennett, right? Mm-hmm. Like he is the most important part of it. He made the child tax credit happen, which is the element of the CARES Act, which was cool as shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But he's like some fucking lib, right? Like you no, know, he's not a socialist. He's not. He's not even like a old school dem. He's like Mayor Pete without the baggage, basically. Mm-hmm. And by baggage, I mean you know fixing bread prices and stuff.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
0: We can talk about that now. Uh, Mayor Pete, P- but Mayor Pete definitely fixed those bread prices, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was he was he was a cog in that machine. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> whatever. Let's,
1: uh, let's so let's jump into uh, Republican. Did you watch the debate? I Republican. did not. You didn't watch it. That's amazing. Last time you were saying you hadn't missed one in like 15 years.
0: My girlfriend, she had a stressful day.
1: So you turned the TV off and you just rubbed your no. feet? No, you
0: turned the TV Left on and then watched her bullshit, you know?
1: You watched her, her shows. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. British people solving crimes. Oh, that's all. That's fun, yeah.
1: But you I'm know, British you- people
0: solving crimes is a fine thing to watch.
1: Sure. I mean, they're good at it. Um, they've been doing it for centuries. Um, there's all sorts of like you know manners over there. Sometimes that features into the crime. That's true, mm-hmm. right?
0: Whereas, like
1: uses the wrong fork,
0: and you gotta kill him or whatever. Well, like on those British shows, they're always set like in the 60s or before, right? Yeah. And, and the murders Little are. Seaside
1: just, Village. The,
0: the murders Establishing are. Establishing
1: shot of the seagulls.
0: They're more quaint come, come, the way they murdered come. people back then.
1: Yeah. Blunt it may Maybe even still now
0: in Britain, you know? Whereas in America, our murders are just like drive bys. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like you watch a cop show in America and it's just like someone got shot. <laughs> and you have to figure out how they j- they shot them, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So I the last forty eight. So I so but you know I caught up on the debate. You know, I know what happened. The vibes to me have been surprisingly bad for Trump since the debate. Yeah, and I've been reconsidering his decision. Decision. Uh, <laughs> Not to attend any debate, mm-hmm. and it's, I, I've reconsidered it on two levels. One level is he would absolutely destroy these people, <laughs> right? It's true. Yeah. Um. You know, Vivek and Ron are the main problems, and he would destroy them.
1: Oh, Vivek is just—I don't think he needs to worry about Vivek. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if he ever becomes a threat, I mean... <laughs>
0: Vivek is so funny, dude.
1: <laughs> dude. Yeah. Like, he's
0: he is maybe the phoniest politician I've ever seen. The only other person <laughs> who's, like, in the same mix is Ted Cruz. Yeah. Um, who I feel has the same problems at a national level. Where there's just nothing to Vivek, right? Well, I mean, he's a a monotheistic
1: Hindu who doesn't eat uh, meat for ethical reasons.
0: But but I'm sure if you asked him about that, he would say that, like… He's not going to win. Yeah. If you asked him about the meat thing now, he would say, like, that was a thought I was considering. It was a thought experiment. You know? I wasn't actually saying that we shouldn't eat meat. I eat meat all the time. I just ate a dog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I
1: love how he, he's taken it, it, like uh, how you can just lie now to like a new and even dumber extreme where they're like, he's like, they're like, you said that. He's like, no, I didn't. They're like, yes, you did. Here's the recording. He's like, no, that is not the recording. Like <laughs> that's you. That's a deep fake. Like, <laughs> it, like what even. He, like does, he has no plausible basis to say that, um, you know, he's just so proven wrong and, and he keeps going with it. It's, you know, he's been amazing. wearing a
0: baseball cap that says truth.
1: Truth? <laughs>
0: yeah, truth. It's like all capital with a mm-hmm. period. Truth. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and like, in general, I recommend whenever you see someone wearing a baseball cap, it says truth, that motherfucker's going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. If you're actually telling the truth, you wouldn't need that hat. Yeah. There's no, there's no way like he goes up against Trump and Trump's just going to be like, you know, I don't know. He'll, he'll make some jokes about eating cows or some shit like that. And, um,
0: I do think that like, um, the idea of Vivek being the nominee, while he is, you know, in the same fascist lane as DeSantis and Trump, mm-hmm. I do admit that it, it tickles me to imagine him being a major party nominee and trying to build a Rust Belt, uh, Sun Belt coalition as uh, a very shady Indian man.
1: The problem with Vivek (laughs) is he's not the kind of masculine leader that the Republicans need. When when you're in Florida and you're doing man stuff, you get a feel for the kind of manly. When you're out there, you're doing woodworking and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, voters respond to that.
0: It that's, just seems that's like, ca- it, it's like it is crazy that these are the three choices. Um, when I don't think I don't think Ron's a good national candidate either. Um, the top three right now are very bad candidates. Um, if you remove the, you know, existential threat of one of them winning, um, they're just bad candidates. They have like a million issues. You know, Ron DeSantis, if you look at, you know, the polling and the focus groups that have been done, uh, independents think he's like way too right wing already. Yeah. And
1: and right wingers think he's a faggot.
0: Right. And so how does he like, I feel like he's too far in to move to the left, right Like he's got to be the way he is until the end of the primary
1: uh, until the end of the primary sure
0: right so um, I think he's kind of stuck with that until you know next spring um, So Vegas I, I, like I
1: think would like in the in the very unlikely chance that he he won, I think he would just pivot, like, I think he would jump
0: way to the left. Yeah, I'm sure he would, right? You know, everyone said that about Trump, but they, they forgot that Trump is insane.
1: And he did go to the left some, didn't he? Or no.
0: I feel like I he, he just kept going right the whole primary and general election.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's a shit show. I guess Trump still wins.
0: Did you see that Steve but... Harvey... no well I just saw it on Twitter from an account that seems like credible maybe Pop Crave uh, maybe Daily Loud uh, all great accounts well reputable right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I mean Pop Crave at this point uh, I trust them more than the New York Times right oh wow Mm um the New York Times is much more likely to tweet something and then realize it's not true and then delete it than PopCrave. Yeah, but Steve Harvey, very wealthy and successful comedian and host of Family Feud, arguably the greatest gig in show business. Apparently, his wife cheated on him with his chef bodyguard. Oh
1: my God, that's a man's worst nightmare. Right?
0: Right? I think and I see people on Twitter. Twitter. (laughs) I see people on Twitter and they treat such a thing like, oh, this is so funny. Right? Yeah. But how Why do you spare a thought for Steve Harvey? Right? Yeah. This must be brutal. Mm-hmm. Number one, you married me because I am a successful and important man, right? Great. Right. So the chef-bodyguard combo guy, that's my guy, right? Yeah, I own him. <laughs> exactly. And he's part of what I bring to the table, okay? He's an accessory. Yes, so you don't get to use my thing, mm-hmm. right?
1: That's true. Yeah. It's like if you got like an, a, like an awesome car to pick up chicks and they started like fucking it behind your back.
0: <laughs> that's exactly what it
1: is. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? You're supposed to fuck me because I have the car, not the car. Yeah, that's, that is rough.
0: Although that doesn't sound so bad.
1: You, you down with that?
0: Well, if I was picking up women in my car and then I brought them home and then they fucked the car. Yeah. That would be kind of cool.
1: Right. I, you know what I would do? I would get an automatic next time. <laughs> <laughs> um. I had something else to say on this. Oh, Um. It reminds me a little bit of um, A Thousand and One Nights. Uh-huh. The, the Tales of A Thousand and One Nights. Have you ever read the, the, the intro to that?
0: No, I just know that they've made it into a porno many times.
1: So the book starts out and there's like this prince and his wife is like, you know, she always goes somewhere at like, she always goes for like a walk at, you know, 8 p.m. or whatever, right? And so one day he's like, where is she going? And so he like, he follows her and she's meeting up and she's like fucking a black dude. This is true. This is actually the uh, story. And so he's like, uh, and he like pulls out a sword and he like chops them both in half, you know, but he's like really like broken up about it. And he's like, ah, you know, I got to go stay with my brother. Who's also a wealthy, you know, prince, um, And so he goes and stays with his brother, and he says, like, man, like, bitches be lying and cheating. And his brother's like, yeah, well, but my wife would never do that, right? He's like, I don't know, man. And he's like, well, you know, she likes to go for walks, too, right? So he decides to follow her, right? And he follows her out and... She goes to like um some secluded place and like fifty black dudes come out. <laughs> and they're just like, it's like a suck and fuck fest, like every which way. And he's just like, oh
0: my god. 50, 50 patient men.
1: Yeah. Well, they're all like fucking each other too. Oh, like, like oh wow. Okay. Yeah, like it's just like a like the craziest, like most debauched orgy that um a middle eastern man hundreds of years ago could have could have imagined Uh so this just like breaks his brain right so like because of that like that's that's the explanation for why every night you know he gets a new wife and then he kills her before she can fuck black dudes Uh is
0: that it yeah is that the whole story yeah
1: that's the whole story yeah
0: a thousand and one arabian nights
1: well that's the intro and then so like um You know, so he's like keeps killing these women, right? Then eventually there's one who tells him a story every night, but she won't tell him the end of the story until the next day. Uh Uh-huh. So she leaves him on a cliffhanger every night, and he's gotta he can't kill her. He's gotta hear the rest of the story. Uh Sure. And she manages this for a thousand and one nights.
0: Oh, so are there are a thousand and one stories. You better believe it. Really? Yeah. Are the stories erotic in nature?
1: No, I mean they're all they're all kinds of stories. I don't know that they're erotic.
0: It's been adapted into a porno many times, though.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure I haven't read it because of but, that killer uh,
0: first chapter. I'd imagine.
1: Yeah. It's a good
0: so well I feel like if I was an Arabian man, Mm -hmm. right? It would be you know, an Arabian prince hundreds of years ago, right? Yeah. I feel like I would prefer it if it was the fifty man orgy.
1: Really? Yeah, because Well, you're into that kind of thing anyway.
0: Well, I'm with a woman. (laughs) of exotic and you would just
1: be mad that she hid it from you what you would just be mad that you that she hid it from you (laughs) you'd be like
0: we could have been doing this together well just it's so outside the box right that it would reach a level where I don't feel betrayed but I'd, I'd feel more like they're some sort of superstar figure. Uh-huh. You know, like, this has to be the craziest chick in the Middle East. And she's mine, you know? Yeah. And back then, they didn't know about STDs, really, right? Right.
1: <laughs> they just thought it was God. God's wrath. Mm-hmm. So,
0: like, Whatever. Right. They also had, yeah. I, I think they had fewer of them. Right. Mm-hmm. We keep increasing the number of STDs.
1: I have no idea. I'm just agreeing. I have no idea that that's true. They probably no. have gonorrhea. Right. Well, what happens is new ones develop, but the old ones don't go away. So we need to get,
0: start getting rid of some.
1: Right? Yeah. Well, Hmm. I mean, we can treat AIDS now, so that's good.
0: We're close on HIV, yeah. I would say, and that's the big one. Mm -hmm. But gonorrhea and chlamydia, they keep evolving, man. Mm
1: -hmm. And they
0: keep learning new tricks to get around our antibiotics. Right. So I don't know what the perfect time was to get an STD. I think, I'm pretty confident, actually. Now that I say that, it was about like 1971.
1: That was the perfect time to get
0: an STD? Yeah, because almost all the ones you would get would either be not a big deal, or you could treat them with antibiotics and be done in a week. Okay.
1: So right before the AIDS epidemic?
0: Right before, yes.
1: Right, Right before, yeah.
0: But not, like, way before.
1: Which is sad, you know, because, like, you're out there fucking... You're like, this is great. STDs aren't that bad.
0: I just feel like and we what, fixed... And then
1: AIDS, right? We
0: fixed... We've made all this progress with HIV. And then the fucking old school shit is coming back to haunt us. Yeah. And it's like... It's like... Why can't we have like like STDs that are like colds? You know, mm-hmm.
1: penis colds. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what else we got? Um. <laughs> Jake Tapper. Did you want to talk about <laughs> Jake Tapper's well,
0: book? I was just thinking we could read his book.
1: Okay, like a book club thing.
0: Yeah, like Jake Tapper, uh, award-winning novelist. Uh, I noticed looking through here that I'm contributing way more topics.
1: That's true. I have been slacking with the topics recently. I feel like I've thought of a topic, but I didn't write it down. Mm, Although I did bring up the Republican debate. That's true. Uh, well, just, you know, relax, uh, something will come to us, just uh, relax, let it like float to the surface <laughs> of your mind and the topic will just kind of like
0: topics.
1: pop pop in, you know, pop up, <laughs> right? If it doesn't, you know, we can, uh, we can turn this into an Here's ASMR. The, list of the
0: most interesting topics.
1: Oh, are you asking chat GTP? I should have done that.
0: Interesting topics include global warming. That's a big one.
1: Hey, we're sucking carbon now. I saw something about that.
0: It seems like we're sucking carbon, right?
1: I heard something about us sucking carbon.
0: Well, the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, they're starting to spend that carbon sucking money, right? Oh, okay. There's like $1.5 in there for carbon sucking
1: I didn't know that.
0: We got to suck that carbon, man.
1: hmm Then I'm there's sure Roe do. v. Wade. What's new on that? <laughs> Just in general? <laughs> Just the, yeah. The court, Supreme Court case 50 years ago. <laughs> where where are you getting this topic list from?
0: <laughs> Study.com.
1: Study.com? Yeah. Ask to chat GTP. Give me a list of topics the third one
0: is terrorism.
1: Um okay, well, <laughs> I guess um I guess that's our
0: topic, terrorism. <laughs> the next one is sustainable marketing. Do you know like, what sustainable marketing is?
1: Um yeah, I mean like that's like marketing. So so like you remember like the Got Milk ads? Uh-huh. Um um or e- actually no, scratch that. You you remember like the um, uh the no wrong way to eat a Reese's? Sure. And they would like, you know, heighten it and heighten it. <laughs> but eventually they're like you know, there's nowhere left to go. Remember so like they the had bit a vampire was not sustainable.
0: And the vampire just left like two teeth marks.
1: Yeah, that was that was when it jumped the shark.
0: But that doesn't make any sense. Right? Like
1: <laughs> cuz he should well, have should have sucked out the peanut butter.
0: <laughs> the the teeth are not like an extraction mechanism.
1: <laughs> Wait, they're
0: not? No. The teeth puncture
1: and, and then, then you, you suck just suck
0: the blood. Oh, I thought that, okay. Did you think the tooth had like a little mouth in it that sucked up the blood? Well, I
1: thought it had like a, you know, like a canal. Like a <laughs> Sucking canal. <laughs> so it's like you, you chomp in with the teeth. And you then chomp in with the teeth, I mean you suck.
0: You just suck the blood. Yeah, but it
1: goes, it goes up through the teeth. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're saying it's just like one of those like Old can openers where you got to, like, puncture it and then you Is switch Is that what people think? Mouth?
0: People think vampires, like, just put the teeth in and that's all they need?
1: You never see them chomp and then, like, pivot to, like, the, you know, you pivot their do. mouth over to you the, absolutely to the
0: hole. absolutely do. You absolutely do.
1: I just see them, like, clamp down and they start, you know, it starts going up.
0: No. You've never seen that. First of all, I've seen way more vampires than you have.
1: Movies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, maybe. TV. There's lots of vampires on TV. The amount of vampires you can watch on a daily basis. Right?
1: Vampires are good. And I like vampires because it's, um, you know, like it's a classic thing, but it's not like, you know, uh, established IP where we're going to like reboot it every time.
0: Well, vampires are interesting, right? Because it's like one book. Right? Oh, yeah. So, like, Dracula is the genesis of all vampire stuff. Right? <laughs> so, like, there is this one Sorry, very specific...
1: I, I just asked Chad GTP for a list of topics.
0: So, let's talk about it. I want to talk about it. This is interesting. Interesting.
1: This Which, is a free flowing podcast, and
0: we did politics already.
1: You want to talk about the the list of topics from ChatGPT?
0: It's GPT.
1: GPT. Yeah, you're right.
0: You want to do the ChatGPT? Well, I want to talk about vampires again.
1: You, well, when you said let's talk about it, I maybe want to we talk can talk about, about it. vampires it's,
0: with like a what hot was the chick. The
1: antecedent.
0: We should get a hot chick on the show and talk about vampires with her. Okay. You know what I'm saying, because hot chicks mm-hmm. love vampire stuff, yeah, okay, give me the they're... chat g p t
1: okay, so um I yeah list of topics um from wigs to Twitter, the evolution of political smear campaigns <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> one topic um <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, what did you ask ChatGPT
1: here? <laughs> I said, give me a list of topics for an uh, am I misspelled it, am in reverent political podcasts. Okay. And it gave me uh why politicians can't meme a deep dive into political social media fails.
0: Uh-huh. No, that's so boring.
1: Yeah, that one kind of sucks. Uh, but it's got some good ones like, this is like uh, for all- a
0: book. They're giving us like concepts for books.
1: All hail, Emperor Zuckerberg, big tech, and its political <laughs> <laughs> Um Canceling, cancel. Oh, that's too bad to say out loud.
0: I feel like study.com was better.
1: There was a. Oh, I like this one. Dinner with Dictators, the soft power of food diplomacy.
0: <laughs> Again, these are all like books right they're not like <laughs> is the idea that the whole show would just be this
1: i guess i don't know give me 20 wow number
0: 5 is biomes
1: uh, on, on study
0: study.com
1: their list of topics their <laughs> list of like topics
0: interesting topics
1: interesting topics biomes
0: What's a biome?
1: A biome is like a lot of things that are living together. Uh-huh. It's like the real worlds on a uh, microscopic level.
0: So how microscopic?
1: Like mi- like less than can be discerned with the naked eye.
0: So a biome is microscopic? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. Yep. It sounded like you were lying. Nope, not lying. So biome is like a bunch of bacteria in like a petri dish?
1: Or your gut. You have one inside you right now.
0: Oh, gut biome. Yeah. is it, Do I have gut biomes?
1: Mm, not unless you're a cow.
0: So I only have a gut biome. Yeah. But my gut is pretty big.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's different like neighborhoods, you know, they of probably biome. have their... Yeah, they probably have like their regional dialects and like, you know, every part's got its own kind of feel to it, but it's it's one biome. You know, stuff's still like moving around in there.
0: They're not smart enough to have dialects.
1: Well, I mean, not as we would understand them, but it's more like patterns of chemical signaling. Oh, I
0: hate this repurposing of words. What? The language of bacteria—they don't have a fucking language.
1: Hey, how about a little, like, you know, poetic license, huh? Okay. You okay. So biomes, yeah, biomes autism. important. That's that's another topic.
0: It's another topic.
1: Another interesting topic. <laughs> What's up with autism?
0: What is up with autism?
1: Yeah. I don't really understand it.
0: Why are more people autistic now?
1: I don't know. And are some of them faking it?
0: Why do they like anime so much?
1: Anime? Do you say anime? Ugh. Um I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know about these study topics.
0: I think we're killing it (laughs) very sterile one of them is the ring of fire what the ring of fire you know the ring of fire it's
1: biomes anime (laughs) the ring of fire (laughs) the ring of fire
0: you know what the ring of fire is the vagina no it's like that Ring of Islands. Oh. That have all those volcanoes.
1: Okay. Do you have any thoughts on Uh, those volcanoes? (laughs) 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 Do you have any opinions about that? You know, I sort of feel like the Ring of Fire speaks
0: for itself. Right? Mm. I understand Mm -hmm. why it exists. I understand that there's nothing we can do about it. You know? okay there's nothing you can do about a volcano
1: that's probably mostly true
0: yeah i mean if there was something we could do about it we'd do it
1: your options are yeah you can't what if we could like cap them and just you just pop up somewhere
0: else because all that no
1: but i mean like i mean like you know like just put a little like regulator on the top
0: (laughs) oh so like lava comes out consistently
1: so, well, whenever it blows up, it's just like spinning a wheel or something. <laughs> and then we're we're using that for energy. <laughs> yeah, like they do with like dams and stuff.
0: This doesn't seem like a bad idea. So, like we got yeah. some hot magma coming up eventually, right? Right. What if you just built a structure around it that could hold magma? Uh-huh. And siphon off Close that the- heat. It's lava once it comes out, technically. Well, if it's not coming out because we have a structure around it, maybe it stays lava. Does
1: it, maybe it stays magma.
0: Magma, yeah. okay. Um, But like, yeah, you build like a house around it, basically. You could even make it so like, I don't know, you could f- figure out some way where it cools it faster so it doesn't burn through the structure.
1: Mm. This reminds me of an uh, interview question that Microsoft is famous for asking. I think there's a book with this title about like Microsoft interview questions. And it's called, uh, How Would You Move Mount Fuji?
0: Mm-hmm. Very carefully.
1: Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder what the answer was because I heard the question and I just, you know, kind of kicked it around. And uh, like, yeah, I don't know, like maybe a drill in the center. You put a nuke in there.
0: How would I move out. Mount Fuji?
1: Yeah. And pretend like this is an interview, you know. You want to work at Microsoft.
0: How would you move Mount Fuji? I would conquer the world and then change our definition of where places are.
1: Okay. Ah, all right. You won the mental game there. <laughs> Hmm. Mount Fuji only exists in the minds.
0: Or I would, I would, the Japanese. I would start a social media campaign arguing that the current, uh, longitude and latitudes that we have are like problematic, and we need to change them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's good. I like it.
0: Other than that, I don't think you can really do it.
1: The other question they ask is, is how many golf balls can you fit in a 747?
0: Oh, yeah. That's a classic one. That's a classic one. And I think we've done this on the show before, and I got it wrong. I,
1: yeah, we probably covered it.
0: Yeah. If you're a big fan of it, that question.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: more than you'd think, right? Mm.
1: It was yeah, more I than was, I thought. It's about, about what I thought. Yeah. Wow. Well. well I, I mean, I was, in, I was like in a factor of 10.
0: You should get used to living in Seattle then, you know? Because I've given you My- the answers to the first question.
1: Yeah. Microsoft is an interesting company. Um, I mean, we yeah, are just- a
0: team, right? The two things we bring to the table, you know, it's like thunder and lightning. What's that? You and me. We're like thunder and lightning. Uh you know, Campari and Jen, we just go
1: together, okay? But why are you saying that again?
0: Because I got the first question nailed. Oh, you got the Mount golf Fuji. balls, and then I got out. the golf
1: balls. Yeah, put us together. We could be a um, senior tech worker uh-huh. at Microsoft helping your computer boot up and. Less than 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, we'd be figuring out how to get how to break the 10 minute barrier, right
1: <laughs> It's crazy is they have like good engineers there.
0: They probably have some like they probably have some like guys like, it's like this can have exponential growth and we can get it down to nine minutes next year. and then the next year seven minutes.
1: Yeah. They're like, this guy's good. He's the one who figured out how to move Mount Fuji, so <laughs> we're in good hands, people.
0: <laughs> I remember when uh, my sister was going to college, and they had some big statue of some, you know, dignitary, right? Like okay. a guy who founded the university, some some important person in Texas history or something.
1: Yeah,
0: and supposedly students at the, you know. Engineering students figured out how to turn the statue around 180 degrees Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night. Wow. Mm -hmm. And as a prank, right? Yeah. And um, the school couldn't figure out how they did it. So they had to like hire a company to like come out with like a crane and like lift it up and then have guys spin it around and put it back down. Oh wow. But I always wondered like did they really do anything that special or did they just speak a, sneak a crane in there in the middle of the night?
1: And they they never revealed how they did no it. No one
0: figured out how to do it. You know, I'm kind of old and my sister's even older. There were no like video cameras around, right?
1: Hmm.
0: No one could figure out how they did it.
1: Yeah. You think they snuck a crane in? I mean, that's pretty crazy. Well, what
0: did they do? How would you do it? Like a bunch of guys with ropes?
1: Um, well, tell me about the statue. Like, they move like, the base of the statue?
0: They did not. So, like, they just spun the statue around on the base.
1: Okay. And but it like, was quite what, heavy, What apparently. material? What, what is it made out of?
0: I don't know, man. It's been a long time. Something very mm-hmm. heavy, stone,
1: it's heavy stone, but potentially, yeah, you could just, you could just, um, it not, not like affixed to the ground, obviously. So you could, yeah, some sort of centrifugal force, ropes, maybe.
0: Yeah, so a bunch of guys with ropes pulling I mean, at, was the the, at the same time at the right a, angles. It's a
1: person. Yeah. So like High yeah, if you had places to, to affix, affix, the ropes, and then you had like something you could crank.
0: Oh,
1: and then crank on both either side, something like that.
0: Oh, okay. Well, we figured it out. I mean, maybe I'm just spitballing. Be great if you could like squirt some lube under there, <laughs> right? Yeah. Get some lube under there, under the base.
1: That could be that could be key. Yeah, reduce the friction.
0: Maybe like tip it, tip it back on some lube.
1: And also maybe, maybe you got one rope with a pulley or something that's like pulling it up a little bit. Oh. And then you add the ones that are uh, pulling it around.
0: Definitely pulleys. But you know, you can't, you can't be like, hey guys, can you just pulley it back? Because that's a big spectacle
1: that's true. But, you know, it would be a way to uh, celebrate your students ingenuity. Sure. We might get a few more a few more pranks, but like honestly, you hear about that and you're like, uh like that's that was probably like a pretty good school. Exactly. You know what? Cuz like nobody was doing that at UTSA. I'm
0: They're sorry about my dog, there. guys.
1: That's okay. She
0: has her obsessions. It's a dog-friendly pod, right? You know, sometimes she just barks at the sky. I don't know what that's about. I know what that's about.
1: Yeah, it's called angst. Angst? Like,
0: why, God, why? Uh Mm Uh-huh. She's dumb as a post, this one. One of the dumbest dogs I've encountered.
1: Well, you know. Brains are overrated.
0: Well, (laughs) dogs don't really need brains, right? Oh, they absolutely do. Uh, On the street, they do, right? Like in the wilds? Yeah, but we've we've bred them so much that the cuter they are, the less they need to think about stuff.
1: Are wolves smarter than dogs?
0: They gotta be, man. Well, we have smart dogs, that. right? We, like we, we bred some of them to be smart.
1: That's cool, and it's proof that eugenics works. <laughs> right? We can do it, guys. We did it with dogs. Do it with <laughs>
0: Theoretically, the it will. works. Right? It's putting it in practice where you get into trouble.
1: Well, no, I mean like it did just practically did work, right? With dogs? Yeah. So that's more than just theoretical. But I,
0: I think I think there's a contrary indication here. Which is What's the, that? The, the the cutest ones seem to be the dumbest. Oh. hmm Don't mm-hmm. you think nature tends to make things cute when they don't have many problems in their lives?
1: That's an interesting question. So, I mean, what's definitely going to be true is that you have competing priorities and, you know, you can't have everything, right? So you can't breed for intelligence and attractiveness at the same time, at the same rate, right? You have to prioritize.
0: But like the pandas, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's fair to say top 10 cutest animal. Okay. I mean, just in the abstract, objectively, based on the opinion of the world, way up there among the cutest animals. Yeah. And they have no predators and no prey.
1: Mm-hmm. They're
0: just big animals who fuck and eat bamboo. Right. Right. And all of their, you know, tasks in life are really based around their relationships with other pandas. Sure. Um, Whereas I feel like a hyena, a very ugly animal, a hyena wakes up in the morning and has lots of shit to do. Mm Right? Right.
1: Fight over some scraps of meat or whatever.
0: They're a working animal. Mm-hmm. The whole dog, hyena, wolf distinction, right? Yeah. Is apparently there's some semantics to it that I don't understand. Where a dog really isn't a wolf that's been bred a lot, right? Okay. There actually is a genetic difference between dogs and wolves.
1: Well, I mean, but breeding makes a difference. So
0: Sure, but there's there's a dog in Africa called the African wild dog. Okay. And it is a dog per se, but it has no domestication at all.
1: Right. And so you're saying that dogs didn't come from wolves? They came from an African dog.
0: I'm saying there's some sort of distinction between dogs and wolves where, yes, dogs happened because wolves were interacting with humans. Right? But not necessarily because humans domesticated them.
1: So what is the ancestor of our dogs? Wolves. Okay, so we took wolves and then we bred them to become dogs. But I, I,
0: think, it, I think it's more nuanced than that. Because there's an African wild dog that's not domesticated in any way. What does that prove? It doesn't prove anything, which is interesting. Well, n- why, why does everything have to be proving or disproving or making some big statement? I'm saying there's some dog over in Africa called the African wild dog. Right? Yeah. And these people who are authorities on the subject have chosen to say that this is a dog, right? But this fucking thing is not domesticated in any way. You can't, you you can't, like, you can't, like, pet it.
1: Right. Like So you're saying that, like, there's, being a dog doesn't mean that it's, domesticated.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: I feel like they, they, you know...
0: What I'm saying is there's wild dogs out there. Yeah. There's wild dogs on the street (laughs) out in the Savannah doing dog life. And they're doing dog life in a way where they have their own priorities and concerns and those creatures are uglier than the little squishy, little, little cutie, little cutie pie little will uh, roll on its back and light rub it stubby. Those dogs are real cute and stupid because they don't got anything to do with these fucking dogs. And that's what I have down there. Dumb as a fucking post.